episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or have listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Grab your tissues. It's about to get emotional in the Philippines. The Golden Gays are in the workroom for a transformation makeover that will lead to inspirational stories and a shocking twist that leaves the top six with, well, sex. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Philippines 2. And joining me is someone who's been made over in a twin-like look before. It's Emily Fisher. How are you? That's a throwback. I know, right? Uh, the before times. Oh, wow. I'm doing well. Yeah, glad to hear it. Um, I, I didn't think I was going to have to share any drag news of the week, but then I woke up this morning and I opened my Instagram and I said, fuck my life. Here we go. Drag Race Italia 3, 13 queens. The cast has dropped. Looking great. Their debut. Sure. Um, here, Here's what I'm going to say. I texted my friend the other, the, this morning and I said, I keep looking at this promo. Nothing negative around the queens. But whoever said working on a Windows 95 Word document to create this promo image, uh, they should be fired for mediocrity. I can do better than that. Oh my God. The thing that kills me, and I maybe maybe I do have OCD. I'm, it's never been diagnosed. I'm really thinking I have it now. It's not centered. And it really uh. is killing my eye. Um, so I can't wait to talk about Drag Race Season 3 of Italia. Um, but um did you get a chance to look at any of the queens yet look into besides the promo look not really but me either first um, impressions I, I had, are I had a couple strong. people um yeah i had a couple people share a couple of their friends because apparently we have another british queen on a international season which is fun and exciting mm-hmm. um so can't wait to see how that turns out but yeah drag race tell you three about a month away Until i'm excited then. too i'm excited yeah pronunciations i apologize i will try to get better as it's not the easiest language to learn phonetically but we're trying and as always i must leave a disclaimer this is an entertainment podcast we're discussing reality tv show characters as presented to us through reality in production we are showing the editing of a television show wants us to see we react to what is presented to the real people and get an opportunity to go and tell them to share the crap but they also put themselves in position to be discussed with us on the podcast for entertainment to discuss reality show how have you been enjoying drag race philippines season two uh, a lot of fun characters a lot of fun conflict girl the tea the tea is spilling out on this show yeah a lot of fun conflict but also like dark conflict that's true and they get their own untucked to to explore it all yeah um listeners if you are not watching untucked you are literally only getting half the story because the majority of the good shit is happening on untucked i mean literally between jade and cat cat and the I mean, sexual assault, technically. Um, you have Hanabeshi getting outed by Didi Marie Holiday. Like, this is dark shit. They go straight to the bone. They really do. But at the end of the day, it's a lot of fun. I really like this cast. Still not sold that it's a better cast than season one. I do have a very, very big soft spot for that first cast. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, All Stars Philippines coming soon. I'll take it. There's, I mean, I've heard rumors that after three seasons, just like Espana, uh, they're going to do an all-star season, but nothing is confirmed. Nothing is confirmed. Gotcha. Um, but hey, uh, all I know is maybe when we have a UK versus the world too, maybe we'll see a queen on that one. I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. Just ah, good call. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. Let's go through this. The drama-rama mama is gone. Dee Dee has been eliminated. And Jane tells us that being in the bottom makes her feel like her waist is the smallest of them all. Good for you, bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, she says that's what happens when you try to be in the bottom. Not bottom. Don't get it twisted, y'all. Strict top in that house. Um, now, Jade is going to say she is going to die really pretty so she can have the rebirth of the super fragile insert gibberish here. Are we not understanding her language because we're millennials? I think she's just a creative individual, like a Shakespeare. 
Okay, um, you are very kind comparing Miss Jade So to Shakespeare. Um, yes, he's an innovator. In 300 years, if Miss Jade So is like the one that is taught in schools, wherever we are, I will give you a dollar. <laughs> Thank you. I just, I would really like to know what is going on in her mind and what drugs do I need to try to understand her? Good question. Yeah, yeah, good time. Well, Bernie is a little sad that her Obar sister is gone. Arizona will remind us that there are six of them left. This is the final stretch. Half of the girls are out of the competition. Now, Jade says she is sick of being a bottom as she is a top and is going to hump Arizona while Arizona is looking like a gimp. Listen, the bitch didn't like her tits twisted and now she's about to bang Arizona. What a very confusing child. What an image. Yeah. She says, is she the new lipstick assassin? She doesn't know if it's a good or bad thing. I say it's not a good thing. Um, never want to be in the bottom, but hey, you know, th this is Drag Race. Bernie will ask the group how they feel with Didi now gone, and Hannah says she's sad as she was eliminated on the episode that was heavy for both of them, and they never really ended up resolving it as it's still fresh in her memory. But this is a competition for her moving on. Now, if you had like a an unfortunate interaction with a queen where something very, very personal spilled out, would you still be able to focus on the competition? Yes and no. Yeah. You have to um, take these personal moments, I think, because it's an opportunity. You can show vulnerability. But this seemed like it went beyond. It did. It very much did. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would love to hear Didi actually try to explain what was going in her mind because it was like, the thing is, if you're a fan of the show, and I know she's a fan of the show, you know that things that are not said when a camera is around, it's not going to make it to air. And if it does make it to air, it, there's a reason that other things going to have to happen around it for it to happen. So I don't know. I just it, it felt like a very unfortunate, confusing moment for her. And I think she regrets it every single day. Mm -hmm. Well, the queens are about to get out of drag, though. OV is already out of drag. She just loves being naked. True. She really loves it. Um, Top six. Is hitting them. The pressure is on. It's time to fight for the win, Mama. Next day, welcome to Doll Domination World Tour. Miss Jade So is leading the pack. The queens will dance their way in as the top six and last two before the top four, though. Cat Cat, you don't know if that's how this game is played. Do the math. You might actually have a top three. We shall see. Um, with all of the drag race going on in the world right now, we have some franchises giving you 16 episodes, like america we get 12 in mexico eight down under what's the magic number what makes a good season feel complete how many episodes should it be you'll notice mexico included a reunion sure did so not all of this content is truly more drag race right and now espana had 10 with a reunion um for so nine competitive episodes People have not loved Down Under. No, Maybe no. the extra four queens does it. <laughs> you know what? I think it is. Or or we really should find a good talent down there that's going to make good TV. Or maybe RuPaul just has to care more. <laughs> I think she cares. Jeez. Does she? Well, maybe. You're right. She got up early <laughs> to watch a lip sync after one of the bitches almost died. So it's fine. Right. That was memorable. <laughs> it sure was. Well, at this point in time, it's time to split hairs to figure out who will be making it to the finals. Cat Cat is congratulated on her second Rubad. She feels like a super threat now. So how do the queens without a Rubad feel? Here's looking at you, OV, Jade, and Hana. OV wants one as she has been in the top two for two weeks in a row. I'll make that three, but we're going to get to it. Hana says that they are all close and they all see each other as equals, but she says you can't help but feel the hierarchy within them. There is another challenge coming to snatch the badge. But before Jade can answer how it feels to be in the bottom twice, Bernie says, one is enough, two is too much, three is bye-bye. Will three be the magic number if Jade is in the bottom again? Classically, you'd say yes. They have to pull out a Cameron Michaels to avoid it. Mm -hmm. Or a Tace, uh, Vanity Milan, Black Peppa. So not um, unprecedented. It's not unprecedented. It's definitely there. Jade says, uh, not for her, as she is tripping and won't manifest the third lip sync. The alarm sound and Rue's message is once again dead behind the eyes. You have to imagine that she probably films like five franchises in a span of a day. They have to remind at the beginning which one they're right. filming. 
Well, I mean, even at DragCon in, in LA when she was doing like the ribbon cutting, she basically admitted, I go to work one day. I don't know which version of Drag Race I'm hosting, but it is a version of Drag Race. <laughs> work. So work. Literally. Hey, she got a paycheck. That's all she cares about. Hey, it matters. Mama Pal arrives and look, it's pretty killer this week. Uh, though the shoes, the white boots. I don't know what she loves about those white boots, but she wears them too often and they're pretty awful. <laughs> I hate them. Mama Pow tells them that she is proud of them since week one and that they have shown their amazing makeup skills. But now it's time for a challenge. For this week's mini challenge, they will be painting their faces using only one mirror, but it's a compact mirror. They have five minutes and then they will do a quickie. I need a quickie, but not that kind. A quickie photo shoot. <laughs> to kick off this challenge, we're going to get a video message from the president, Norvina. I know, not Joe Biden, not that president, uh, the president of Anastasia Beverly Hills. Now, again, you watch all the franchises. I watch all the franchises. This must have been the 10th video that Norvina has filmed this year because it's the same look and background. I think she does it fresh every time. They told her, sit down, learn a bunch of languages, and we're going to insert you in all the franchises. You're probably right. Um, well, I think it was Mexico that she was spe actually speaking Spanish. And I was like, no, weird, no, back off. Doesn't sound right. I don't know. <laughs> The challenge is on, and each queen takes their spot on the floor as they start to apply their makeup, and then they try to get their face in the mirror. But there's one person who has a strategy like none other, Bernie. She's just sitting on the floor and hoping her memory will do the trick. Now, I don't think Mama Pal was thrilled that she didn't play along as the other girls are going to body check each other for like literary seconds in the mirror. But Bernie doesn't want to fight over the mirror as she's used to doing it like this. Have you ever gotten ready in makeup in a very odd, strange location where you didn't really have a full mirror? If, if someone was going to ask me to do so, I would get ready at home. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Um, so I'm imagining I would not do very well. Yeah. But Bernie, she knows, she knows her face. She looked put together. She did. Sure did. All right. Time is up, and it's time for a quickie with everybody's favorite Filipino twink, BJ Pasquale. Do you think they have him in a cage somewhere and just unlock him when they need photos? He's on, uh, definitely on set. Yeah, I think so. I think he just hangs out. Mm -hmm. The girls will get a photo taken. There's not a backdrop. It's literally a random fucking headshot in the middle of the workroom. Now, certainly, Mama Pal could have done it the way that Rue does those fake photography moments on Drag Race. Um, instead, they paid the twink money to show up for five minutes to take a bad photo. Again, get that paycheck. Like, good Literally, for him. Literally, good for him. OV is getting giving cheese curls. Arizona tells her that she looks like a malignant spirit as usual, as Mama Pal tells her her smile is like Mona Lisa. I think that's a read. Uh, very subtle. Yeah. Next up is Arizona, who is giving wrestler or a really crazy monster. I don't know what was happening, but it was a little ooky spooky because she had the contacts in, too. It was giving conceptual. Bernie, who did not use the mirror, has given you face. Her strategy was on point. Stunning photograph. Yeah, the most commercial. of Very. Anna Bessie, without eyebrows, will do a jump like she's in High School Musical, and her photo is fine. It was, it was okay. Captivating Cat Cat has a Mayor Joy-inspired look, but Ovi calls her bruised Wonderland realness. I don't know what that means, but um, very smudged and dramatic. <laughs> bruised, yes. Miss Jade So is up, and Mama Pow is like, she looks the same after the challenge as she did before the challenge. A for effort, right? What did she do? Just, like, put some mascara on? And clearly a read. Yeah. Uh, she tells us that she is giving... Ariana Grinder. <laughs> the winner of the quickie is Matilda. No joke, she's gone. Mama Pow has jokes. No, no, the winner is Bernie. She wins a cash tip of 20,000 pesos courtesy of Kumu. BJ will leave back to his cage. Now, Mama Pow tells them as queens of the LGBTQIA+, they are the ones to champion the community, a community where nobody gets left behind. For this week's maxi challenge, they are going to paint family. Mama Pal brings in the Golden Gays, and for those who remember, we heard about this organization last season as some of the queens worked with them previously. 
They will pay tribute to the OG Mamas by giving them a fierce transformation makeover in the twinning challenge, the sequel. We learned that the Golden Gays were featured in an article in the New York Times. Um, I don't remember that. Do you remember that? No, but I de- definitely like what they're all, all about. I do too. Now, for those who may not remember, the Golden Gays provide support and shelter for the gay seniors who have been forgotten and set aside by society. Do we have something of the equivalent? Hmm. I think they provide some senior services, like with Ali Forney Center or something mm-hmm. like that. But it's not like a, a full one organization dedication to senior gays. No, but that seems really important in yeah. New York City, potentially. Absolutely. Well, Mama, well, Mama will bring in the Golden Gays, put the old people on the spot, and tell them to introduce themselves with a motto. Um, they did not know they were going to have to act their way through this one. First up, we have Divine Amparo, but you can call her Amparing, 62 years old. All she can say is, no matter how you feel, just dress up, wake up, show up, and never give up. That seems like a great tattoo for somebody. That's a long tattoo, though. It is a long tattoo, but hey, I mean, kids these days, they love their sleeves. True. Next is Mario, but her alias is Evangeline Pasquale, the uncrowned beauty queen. She is 71 years old. Her saying is, a person who can't look back to where they came from has a stiff neck. A person who can't love their native language comes from a different country. Maybe that's some Filipino proverb that was went over my head i don't know mm-hmm. now we meet nolito minor aka madonna he is 93 years old coming from zimbongo city in mindanao and now he's happy in manila the motto while you're heading out i'm heading home i love it i love it i don't know which way we're, we're talking about um is like he's going out at night and everyone's going home from work or the other way around but either way 93 years old good for him I, I like to think he is heading home, getting a nap. Yeah. Now it's time for Trisha Javier, and her saying is, um, as for me, I'm never comparing myself because I got my own beauty and identity. Okay, very simple. Sounds very, very RuPaulish. We meet Carmen Delarue, who is 87 years old, the saying, even if I'm old, as long as I'm with you, I start feeling young. That's how I feel around twinks. <laughs> yeah. I still feel like I'm 20s. Uh, and finally, it's the one who won the heart of Idu Manzao. You can call her Miss Cherry Pie Picache. She is 60, and her saying is a person hard up for cash is a bargain junkie. The imported section. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're all so sweet, though. I hope I'm that fun when I'm that age. Yeah, they seem down for anything. Listen, I don't know what happens in the Golden Gay's house. But you gotta imagine some hanky-panky. Some shuffleboard. Yeah, yeah, definitely some shuffleboard. All right, as the winner of the mini challenge, Bernie will get to pair each of the Golden Gay's with the Queens. Bernie will select Amparing for herself. Carmen will go to Ovi. Evangeline is going to Cat Cat. Mama Madonna goes to Arizona. Mama Trisha Javier is for Jade. And finally, Hanabeshi will get Mama Cherry Pie. Do you think this is one of the more difficult design challenges in Drag Race history? Because obviously older people in a full day of shooting is hard enough, but also applying full drag makeup, that's heavy coverage on a skin that's not smooth. They got a grade on a curve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, If you were to paint someone of a certain age, what is your strategy? Um, lots of glitter and like glitter. shiny and, and, and big bold colors. I love that. It's time for the queens to get to know their golden gaze and turn them into their family members. We will see the girls start posing and playing with their golden gaze. And really, it was really sweet to watch. Um, they all had like the spark of joy in their eyes. Bernie will show Mama Mama Apring the headdress they will be wearing. Very regal, if I do say so myself. We learned that she used to be a performer, so Bernie feels like she picked the right one. She was part of the Paper Dolls, a group we learned about last season from Silhouette. And Mama Ampering was the Diana Ross of the Paper Dolls. Now, Bernie notes that they are complementary heights, so their headdresses won't bump each other. And I was like, Bernie's very tiny. How are they complementary heights? 
<laughs> Bernie is hoping that the person that she is today will help bring Mama Apering to where she is. She's already starting to choreograph her routine as beauty queens. Now we see Hannah and her partner where 60s inspired does them looking like Tracy and Edna Turnblad. Uh, they're given the shimmy and shake. For Hannah, she says it's not hard for her, unlike some of the other girls. Uh, to Cat Cat, bringing over two space looks in Golden Silver. She says because Evangeline is a golden gay, she gets the gold look. Now Cat Cat tells her that she will take care of her as Evangeline seems a bit worried as she doesn't wear those things. She wanted a gown. Maldiva, you're not the contestant, so let Miss Cat Cat guide you um, through an elevated leotard. She too is working through the routine and realizes that grandma is a bit stubborn. So Cat Cat is feeling like the mother and Evangeline is the stubborn daughter. So she's going to start calling her Nakishi, which is Tagalog slang for child. <laughs> what would you do if your partner was just like, I don't want to do that. No. You'd probably have to be strong because it's your ass on the line. Literally. Even if it's someone older, I mean, it's respect your elders. Yeah. T tough to say given the cultural differences but maybe you just got to push it through say like yeah. this is how it's going to be we'll now watch arizona already putting makeup on mama and madonna so either we are in a clip from later on the episode or they really dove in first off it looked like she was using a credit card to get the lines on her face right i know a lot of people either use tape or paper but a credit card that's a new one Let's hope it's expired. Yeah, I was going to say, that's 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 a choice. Now, second, Mama Madonna is falling asleep. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Do you think that's what RuPaul does when she gets her makeup done? Not a chance. She's like her coffee enema, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, I would fall. If, if someone else is doing my makeup and I don't have to do anything, maybe aside from like signing checks, like, what, what, come on, RuPaul, you can take a nap. Maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. It's really hard for her. She used to film 1 million episodes of Drag Race a year. And growing. And growing. Oh, God, don't say that. I can't. I'm already <laughs> I'm, I'm tapped out. <laughs> now, Arizona has the oldest golden gay, so she has to be careful and delicate because she doesn't want to injure her. Do you, do you think the, the, the golden gays had to go through, like, medical to make sure they were actually up for this challenge? I'm certain they did. Because, um, like, one bad, like, listen, listen. I, I've i seen people snap legs walking in heels. One of these queens takes a tumble, and they're gone. It's over. This was a discussion in the producer's room. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I don't know what the health insurance situation is in the Philippines, but they probably have excellent health insurance. <laughs> I, I hope so, yes. Miss Jade and her diva partner will be warned that beauty hurts. And already we know that Miss Jade so did not bring a makeover look that would have been right for any random human, but we'll get to her look eventually. Jade tells us that there are things that Trisha does and doesn't like to wear, so she asked her for guidance so she can execute it properly. And she agreed, telling Jade that she will do what she can to win. Now, Ovi will work with Carmen, who thinks the look is beautiful. Ovi tells us that Carmen doesn't hear very well, so she has to raise her voice every time she talks to her. Can she still wear heels? Yes. Is she sure? Yes. She's ready to model. As Now, at first, Ovi tells us that she wasn't planning on having Carmen wear heels, so she didn't get tired, but she insisted. So naturally, she's going to agree. It's time to slay. I think this was a really, really fun group of uh, Golden Gays because they were all really willing to just go with it. Exactly. I mean, we, we've seen um, average age humans on this program be like, no, my feet hurt. I don't want to wear heels. And Flora's like, okay, fine. No one ever has an excuse to not wear heels on Drag Race ever again. <laughs> Very true. Now we're going to watch this duo walk in heels and part of the look in the workroom. And Carmen is like, I will walk in my own. She even shows Ovi some moves uh, like bowing. She's going to let Carmen live her fantasy as she will play her fairy godmother who gives her what she wants. Now, as they are walking around taunting the other contestants, Ovi says that they are more golden than the Golden Girls, to which Mama Ampering will chime in and say that she can make her lie down and let her be a corpse. That was a bit morbid. 
I, I think Mama Amparo, though, has a sense of humor, which I enjoy. She does. She very much does. Now, you, um, as I alluded to earlier, you were made over back in the day um, by our dear friend, Nicole Anoscopy. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? Oh, it was so strange feeling where the painting was happening and not knowing what it looked like. Um, uh-huh. Because if you're painting yourself, you just have a sense of where it's going. So just right. closing your eyes and opening them and you've transformed is bizarre. It feels yeah. like magic. Maybe one day when I when I finally convinced World of Wonder to do like the podcaster makeover, like fans of the pod, of the Drag Race podcast makeover challenge on Drag Race, I'll I'll experience it. Though I've sure. ar- I've already I've already said there's one person now that I will let paint my face. Mm-hmm. Nikki Doll. Good call. Right? She's got a million followers. It'll be fun. Yeah. I honestly, like, I think she would be down. If the right situation was involved, I think she would actually do it. It's a challenge to, to paint someone else's face. She did it on SNL. So you know who my drag sister technically would be? Oh, who? Pete Davidson. Oh, right. <laughs> all right. Mama Pow is back and is ready to make us all cry like little bitches. Bernie is visited first when Mama Pow tells Mama Ampering that even though she's 62, she doesn't look older than 61. She brought the jokes today. Good job. Mm-hmm. Mama Pow asks Bernie what her strategy was for picking partners, and Bernie says she had none. She was being nice. Do you believe her? In this case, they all made sense to me. Yeah, I think she was being nice, too. Bernie is not an evil person, I don't think. Mm. Mama Powell will ask Bernie why she was teary-eyed when she was introducing the Golden Gays, and she says because she sees them, she wonders what they do every day at their age. And her spry partner will counter and ask, or do you wonder why they're still alive? Okay, she's funny. She's very good. Future contestant right there. Yeah. Bernie says she asked Mama Ampering what's in her heart and wondered herself if she'll make it to their age. Will she be that strong and energetic? She's confident about their pairing, and Mama Ampering tells Mama Pow that she thinks they look like twins. Um, and Mama Pow will do a side-by-side, and yeah, apparently she'll just feed her ego and say, yeah, you're my mother. I didn't see the resemblance. Agreed. Next, Mama Pow visits Arizona, who tells her that they have the same, brand- same branding, not vape couture, no, no, alcohol. They're party girls. Mama Pow will ask Mama Madonna if she was a party girl when she was younger, and we will be countered with no, she was an alcoholic. Very quick turn there. Maybe alcoholic doesn't have the same meaning in the Philippines as it does here. Their reaction was just like support. (laughs) Right. Arizona knows now why she felt drawn to her. They're drinkers. They have a theme. Mama Pablo continued to play with Miss Madonna and ask her if she had a lot of boyfriends. And of course she said she did as she lost count. I wish I could say the same, but technically I can't even count them on my fingers because I have had zero. So Twinks, what are you waiting for? I'm getting old here. <laughs> Miss Madonna says she used to dance to Madonna when she was younger, so Arizona will add some Madonna-isms to the routine. What does that mean to add some Madonna-isms? I'm not the biggest Madonna fan, so I don't know if I know what her isms are. Um, I'm thinking there's a lot of choreo, but I can't reference anyone right now in my head. Yeah, neither can I. I'm bad Apolo- days. We're apologies. bad days. Yeah, apologies to the Madonna fans out there. <laughs> and of course, Mama Pat will say that they will do a shot later. And I personally thought a shot would kill this poor man, but we will talk about Untucked and the libations every one of those humans was having. It's time to go visit Ovi and Carmen, who is just posing the house down boots. They will finally have a chat after Carmen sits down. Ovi shows her that they will be the gold and silver gaze to which Mama Pat says they look fabulous. Mama Pal, likely knowing the answer, will ask Ovi if she's close to her grandparents, and she reveals that her grandpa passed away before she entered the competition. She is emotional and says this challenge is tugging at her heart. She shares that her grandpa was very playful too and loved to tease. She was the youngest, so she was always home with her grandparents. They were close, even sleeping beside them. Ovi will get emotional and tell us that she told Carmen earlier that she might be her lucky charm, which will get Mama Pal to cry and lovingly attack Ovi with a hug. Please note that there was already a box of tissues on the table at hand because I'm sure everyone was crying at some point of this day. 
Ovi says that she learned a lot of life experience and struggles from her grandparents that shaped her today. Mama Val tells Carmen to do her best, and they will. They will high-five, and it was very, very, very sweet. Ovi thinks the Golden Gays are so brave for doing this at their age. They're sharing a part of them with the Golden Gays, especially that drag is transformative. She says it feels like they're taking a piece of yourself and giving it to them. What did you think of Ovi sharing this little story? Obviously, we're going to hear a little bit about it a little later on. It was great. It seemed like um, a good opportunity to um, have a positive memory and a, a, a lovely experience with an, another older role model. Yeah. Do you think, and th- this is me conspiracy theorizing here, obviously when you audition for the show, you share certain parts of your life in your audition tape, you share things with the producers when you do interviews, blah, 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 blah. Do you think it's at all possible that some challenges are ever adapted toward the contestants? I think they have to push it in that direction. Even if it's not intentional, mm-hmm. they as soon as the season is casted must it influence their decisions, you know? Yeah. Cause like, I mean, there, there's definitely been times where certain things happen or certain guest judges appear or whatever. So this one felt like this was definitely going to be an OV episode because of her backstory. Yeah. Very possible. Yeah. Mom pal's going to leave. And with a knowing tone, she says after tonight, only five of them will continue the race. Bitch, you knew. She she should have just said no one's getting eliminated. I mean, I know the stakes would have been lower, but come on. It's mean. Now the makeovers continue as this is not a two-day event. This clearly was an in and out, get the old people back to bed at the end of the day. Like, how long do you think this filming was? It had to have been, what, like 12 hours, the minimum? They gave them chairs on stage. They did give them chairs on stage. So... Bernie tells us that she relates to Mama Opering because they have similar lives. Mama Opering tells Bernie that her mother died two years ago. She was focusing on her mother so she didn't have fiancés, boyfriends, or flings, which I I understand in in the current situation that I'm in. I don't get to have anything fun either. But she had siblings. She has a sister in Tokyo but says that they were already seniors so they cannot make a baby. And sometimes she would send Mama Opering money from time to time so she can survive. Bernie tells us that they went through the same things because she was a showgirl for her family. Mama Opering made a promise that because her body still craves performing, she would help herself. Bernie says that sometimes you work hard for your family, which is what she did. And with that, they don't even think about themselves. They give everything. Interesting conversation, but I I, I completely understand people who do something they love, but they don't do it for themselves. They do it to help their family obviously we heard that as a complete plot line on drag race mexico yes i think it's a mindset that's really common in some cultures in particular yeah um yeah over with ovi she will show her partner the egyptian queen makeover as she gives her a big hug very touching very emotional to see their bond because they they bonded very very quickly Ovi will ask Carmen if she's happy with the experience, and she says, okay. Ovi knows how to care for their elders because taking care of seniors is not new to her. She had her grandfather who was hard of hearing. Her grandmother had Alzheimer's. She says you want them to feel happy all the time and loved and cared for. With Arizona, we learned that Miss Madonna lost both her parents. Um, and Arizona's going to ask her about that, and, and she will be a little shocked. But my dear sweet Arizona... If you have the oldest contestant at 93 years old, do the math. I don't think they're going to be alive right now. Yeah, I guess she was probably trying for some plot line there, right? Yeah, I think so. And then she's like, whoa, that was dumb. But Mama Madonna tells her that she is separated from her siblings, so she's all alone, which is why she went to the home of the Golden Gays. Arizona once again reminds us the purpose of the Golden Gays is to provide shelter for the LGBTQ elders. We learned that Mama Madonna stayed with a friend when she was at the cultural center of the Philippines, but sometimes she would sell flowers on the street and sleep on benches. She ran away when she was younger because her father didn't want a gay son. And Arizona reminds us that sometimes it's hard for family members to love us because we're gay. She says she can relate to Mama Madonna on it. She says she was never able to talk to her father when after she ran away. He was still mad at her saying her mouth was full of poison, which is a really... The hard thing to hear someone say. 
Arizona's proud to see them still fighting as that what they were fighting for wasn't just for themselves. It was for their generation and for generations to come. We would not be able to progress had it not been for them. Really touching and hard story because as I always allude to on the podcast, we hear similar stories throughout the franchises. So these conversations are global, but no matter what, they're also an age thing too. It happens in every generation. Yeah, it seems like it's not going away. And it's and and do you think it is getting a little easier though? Uh, I think it's changing, but it always depends on the circumstance and that family in particular. Yes, I agree, and we'll get to it. But it's very interesting to know how we've had a contestant on this show who felt they had to hide their drag career, and we're going to see something important happen later on in Untucked. Gotcha. Now, as Arizona applies the foundation, she tells her that she looks 20 years old, to which Mama Madonna says she looks like a dick. And she surely misses it. So clearly she does not play hanky-panky games at the house, but um, yeah. It's true. Sometimes drag queens, when they get into drag with just the foundation on, they look like dicks. The baldness, I guess, helps. Yeah. I mean, Gabriella Labucci is a dickhead. Oh, in the Australian sense. Yeah, yeah. All right. It's time to see the results of the makeover. As we head to the main stage, Mama Pow is giving us golden yellow moment with that human hair unit. We have our panel included. Khaled, Karen, Jiggly Caliente, who may or may not want to give Manila Luzon a makeover. I What is this, the third mention of Manila Luzon on this program? Are we just trying to, like, shade drag dan is that what's happening here i think yeah have you watched it i have not gotten a chance to watch it no i'll get to it friends one day rajo laurel is there and extra special guests their first miss universe gloria diaz she is also on the netflix show insatiable which i have not watched perhaps i should have you heard of miss gloria diaz no neither have i that's okay all right, category is Twinning the Sequel. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Double Trouble or Since You Twin Gone. I'm sorry, it was a terrible pun. I tried really hard. I couldn't think of anything better. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. OV content Carmen De La Rue. I think this was cute and good for Carmen for wearing and walking those heels. The gold and silver were a great combo. The hair was perfectly paired and opposite. Obviously, for all the queens, makeup is going to be a bit difficult, but I think Obi did a fine job making them focus mostly on the eyes with the gold leaf. I personally just wish Obi had a little more silver on her eyes to match. This was a really heartwarming duo, and they played off of one another really well. Carmen played along and even posed on the floor. I mean, good for her. If I'm on the floor, I, I can't get back up. Yeah, that showed athleticism. Yeah. What did you think of their makeover? Um, I thought it worked, and the silver and gold theme was funny because it was sort of like a, a pun. Like, yeah. new friends, silver, old friends, gold. Jiggly says she wants to be annoyed because they copied her hairstyle. She says they gave such a beautiful presentation with the sassiness and says that her personality was brimming. She says if she ever reaches her age, she wants to be as fabulous as her. Gloria says she is in awe because she's still wearing high heels, saying that she can't do high heels anymore. She says she is much more mature and older and it's still flirtier than her. Rahu says that he can't put his finger on it, but says that there is something about their relationship that is something special, saying there is a true connection. Rahu, stop lying. You you listened in. You know what the you know what their connection is. Ovi will tell him that her grandfather just died last year and he was very like Carmen. Good vibes and happy. She says she is really proud that she gave her this moment because she hopes her end doesn't come yet. How morbid. But says if the time does come, she hopes she was able to give her a happy memory. Okay, OV, I know maybe it's lost in translation, but it was very, very morbid. You're trying to kill your partner. Once again, maybe there's something we don't understand culturally, yeah. whether it's like so comfortable with this, but yeah. okay. Carmen will say that she did enjoy it. I will give them a double trouble. I I like their look. Double trouble. Audience, 78% double trouble. 22% since you twin gone. Arizona Brandy and Tequila Sunrise. 
I think this was a fun and cute look and very much in line with the Arizona Brandy brand. Were they twin looks? Not really. The color story did make sense. I think yellow and orange paired well in the shoes as they did swap colors, though I do wish Arizona had one more element of yellow somewhere in her look. The hair is right. The costumes work, though. I did not like the nude middle panel on Arizona as it was not my favorite. The ruffles, very easy way to go and make a good connection. It was, it, they worked. They had good chemistry on the runway, even though Tequila did miss her vape cue. She didn't get to blow her, uh, whatever she was blowing out her mouth. I don't think we missed a lot. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. What did you think of the look? Uh, it was passable. It is not exciting, you know? Yeah. Gloria says that she enjoyed it and looked like siblings. She says that orange looks good on both of them. Callum Karen says she's speechless. She's 93. She says the oldest of them all, but the most fun and queer key. She will ask Tequila if she still drinks, and she says she does. I, I mean, 93? Can you really actually still drink? Can I drink at that age? I think they'd just be like, yeah, do what you want at that point. All right, I'll give them a soft double trouble. Yeah, double trouble. Audience, 83% double trouble. 17% since you twin gone. Bernie and Ampering. This was one of the strongest makeover looks on Drag Race. Bernie cleverly gave them identical looks in different colors. They looked like they were Miss Universe contestants from days of yore. Bernie really got lucky when it came to operating because she was in her element and had a fun time playing and being a model. The gowns were so ornate. The headpieces were beautiful. I thought this was very well done. I'm amazed at the fit. Right? Like, near perfect. Yeah. Would you wear it? Both, for sure. To the mall? Anywhere. Caleb Karen says they are regal and asks Ampering if she was a beauty queen. She says in the early 80s, Caleb Karen says it really shows in the way she presented herself so well on stage and says she knows how to strut. She says in terms of looks, no one was left out as they were both beautiful from head to toe. Gloria says when they came in, they both looked like winners with their crowns already. I will give this an absolute double trouble. For sure, agreed. Audience loved it. 100% double trouble. Hanabeshi and Mitsubeshi. I'm sorry, that name is brilliant. I love punny names, and it could not have worked out better. Mitsubishi is so funny. I like the fun and flirty nature of this makeover. The characterization is alive and well with the hair and costumes. I like the patterns and how they work as similar yet contrasting images. Personally, I hate the black corset on Hana, but we know that for a long time. I do not like exposed corsets. I think the contrast of the black and white gloves for them work, but the fabrics being so diverse, one being cotton, the other being latex, it felt like they were pushing different narratives. It was still cute, but I think had there been a bottom, this might have been one of the bottom two. The other one we will talk about shortly. What did you think about Hana and Mitsubeshi? Yeah, I don't fully understand what world they're in. And I, I don't love the strange. print. I don't, I don't I don't love the yellow print in particular. They kind of look like curtains. I guess the judges were mocking them for looking like curtains too. Yeah, they look very um they aged them. It did, it did. Gloria says they have a very 60s look as she knows it. It was her as it was her time. Raho will ask Mitsubeshi how it feels, and she says she feels happy to be able to perform on stage for them and make them happy. Cal Karen says her saying that is making her cry. She says at her age, to have her goal be to make them happy does make her happy and thanks her for her time. I will give this the softest, right on the line, double trouble. I'm just going to, since you twin gone, because I don't like it that much. All right. Um, the audience, 70% double trouble. 30% since you twin gone. Captivating cat cat and captivating meow meow. So much meow and cat references on Drag Race in the past month. I'm, I'm very shocked. She did her best with what she was working with as far as a partner. Stylistically, it was a very odd story where you have these like Sunset Boulevard um, capes and turbans, and then they turn into aliens with tinsel hair. Now, as far as being strong pairs in the costume department, it was right, and it was the exact opposite. The bodysuits were elevated well and sparkled and shine. This was safe. Their chemistry was just not as strong as the others. Yeah, the looks are okay. 
would you wear it? If it fit a little bit better, I think that's all. It's it's not yeah. terrible. It's not terrible. Kelly Karen says that she is a goddess and has a beautiful face. She says earlier, when they stepped out wearing a turban and gave her Celia Rodriguez, Captivating Meow Meow will correct her and says she looks better than Celia Rodriguez. And Kelly Karen's like, no, I meant it as a compliment. Jiggly says her idea was so good as futuristic super spies. Um, I'll give it a double trouble. Double trouble? I'm not getting spies from it, but okay. Neither did I. Audience, 78% double trouble, 22% since you twin gone. Miss Jade So and Chloe LaRusso So, which is in Tagalog, meaning boob play. I do not like this at all. I think no matter who came in for Jade for a makeover challenge, they would have been to the bottom. She's trying to do this boob in a bra moment with the showgirl fantasy, but the storytelling in color is very confusing. And I'm not even going to touch the lumpy padding to make the boob illusion. I think whoever designed it with Jade was so afraid of being read as identical, so they tried to play with contrast and colors on each element. But why would the bra be yellow on one side and pink on the other? It should have been the same color. But as I've said, Jade lives in her own world, and to her it made sense. She will start to need to realize that she has to sell it to the viewers to understand because the gimmick can only get you so far after the show. And as far as analyzing the look, it looked very cheap. The makeup was fine. I think she could have pulled out more of a eye in the dramatic cat eye that Jade's known for. I wasn't here for it. I see the concept, but the execution was not really there. It was weird, right? Like if it if it was random people who were not um, emotionally draining Golden Gaze, Jade probably would have gone home, right? They just d- didn't judge very. Uh harshly this episode let's say that yeah they were very nice very nice gloria says that this is one is different and had different vibe an x-rated vibe todd karen will ask chloe if she is happy that she has a giant boob in front of her she says yes and then does a boob bounce with jade she'll thank jade for taking care of mama chloe because from the start to finish of her presentation she guided her jade will start to cry as she says taking care of miss trisha reminds her of her mom and grandma her mom just recovered from cancer and her grandma had an operation on her legs and to take care of Miss Trisha made her emotional because why couldn't she do it when her mom was sick? She tells us that her mom had chemotherapy and she would install her wig because she knew she could do that. But when she would break down suffering, there were times when Jade wasn't around and wishes she did it for them in their time of need. Caleb Karen tells her this makes her cry because her grandparents raised her and because they are older, they need care from them. It's their turn to return the love they've given to them while they're still there. They should make them feel love that they deserve. Very emotional. So many tears. Um, yeah. Miss Jade fans, I'm sorry. You're going to cry now. I'm giving her a since you twin gone. Yeah, I have to agree since you twin gone. Audience, 42% double trouble, 58% since you twin gone. Now, Mama Palace made her decision. Miss Jade So. Arizona Brandy, Hanabeshi, and Captivating Cat Cat are all safe. That leaves Hovi Cunt and Bernie. Are they the bottoms? They're all freaking out. Meanwhile, Jiggly Caliente on the fucking panel is cracking up. Uh, she does not have a good poker face. Psych. They're the top two of the week, and now they lip sync for the win. Do you agree? I agree they were the top two. Yeah. But at this, this point... yeah. They could have eliminated someone, right? Oh, well. Yeah. This, it's a non-elimination challenge. Top six, still top six. The song is A Little Kiss, A Little Hug by Verni Verga. Um, my mind did that thing where it's like, you, I know that song. I don't know if I know that song, but it sounds like a song I know. I did not know it. It's a fun track. But Bernie is a showgirl and really performed the shit out of that song. Yeah, OV gave you all the fun, but I I don't know. Maybe it's me. I don't care for stripping and a lip sync. It was not very well stripped, but um, no. I think Bernie just outsold it. Absolutely, like she just handed Bernie the win no matter what. Also, did you notice during the lip sync, the Golden Gays were backstage watching, and rather than the Drag Race franchise showing us like a post edited clip within the video screen. We got to see the actual lip sync and all of what the director of the Drag Race television program gets to see. We saw every camera angle and every shot. So, yes, friends, 
there is a full stage camera to see both queens lip syncing at the same time. Release all the lip syncs ever. I want to judge them properly. Mm-hmm. You want a simultaneous. I want to see the full lip syncs because how many times have we watched this show and be like, that person did not win, but we are told they won or lost because of the edit, right? I know what you mean. I want to see it all. <laughs> the producers will never. When I become a billionaire one day, that's the thing I'm buying. Not buying the an island, not buying a, a, a five beach houses, not buying um, a trip to every single Disney World. Wait, that's a lie. I'm going to buy every trip to Disney World. In addition to that, I'm buying uh, the raw edits of Drag Race because I want to see it. Um, there are certain ones that I am still angry about that I'm like, give me the tapes. and I buy it. I buy it. Did you did it did it seem a little jarring to see the 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 uh, curtain pulled back and see that's what they were watching? I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I did think about that. So like when like what like let's say the lip sync Lollapalooza is when the queens are backstage. Is that what they're watching, or are they actually just watching one um, camera? That's a great question. All right, we're gonna find out. I'm gonna. Marsha, I'm calling on you. We're going to find out someday soon. You don't have to tell me on the podcast if you need, can't tell me, but I, I got to know. I got to know. Good thinking. Yes. Overall, this was a fun way to end the night of celebration in life. And yes, the two of them did kiss, but it was nowhere near the Silky and Victoria smooch on Canada versus the world. <laughs> in the end, the winner is Bernie. Do you agree? Of course. Absolutely. Um, sucks for Ovi. Three weeks in a row. Top two does not get a win. I this week I can't blame anyone but Ovi. Mm-hmm. I think Bernie just out outshined her rightfully so. So it's it, yeah. I don't blame Ovi. Let's go through Untucked. Did you get a chance to watch? Um, I did not see the whole episode, but there was uh, a lot of attitude from Mama Amparo. We got some attitude. Let, let's go through it. I'll share. I'll guide us through this. All the queens and golden gays are in the workroom to untuck, and the golden gays are fighting as Lola Evangeline is stepping on Lola Ampring's train, and Cat Cat just wants them to fight because she enjoys it. Um, yeah. Arizona is here for their own viewing party of Untucked Golden Gays edition. Ampring will say fuck you to Evangeline after she tells her she occupies too much space. Okay, is this a real fight or are they having old person mood swings? It's actually hard to tell. <laughs> right because like this has got to be like very end of day anyway this might be a fight they've had before probably the queens are proud that the golden gays are happy they will all cheers and they are all drinking colorful drinks so i do think that the golden gays are in fact luscious they were actually drinking um absolute vodka Work. are you a fan of absolute vodka sure i mean it's fine vodka is very Boring. That's how I feel. I feel like I've outgrown vodka. Yeah. Too old for vodka. Anyway, we're going to hear from Miss Trisha talk about her experience, saying it was more about the experience of gathering as drag is diverse. Mama Meow Meow says this is her first time trying to be a drag queen and surrounded by famous people. Where are the famous people? Who's she referring <laughs> to? That's jiggly. Jiggly. Yeah, jiggly. She'll tell the girls that she considers them another golden gay family, and Cat Cat is happy she is coming out of her shell, finally, when the episode is over. Mama Ampa says the experience feels like she hasn't left the entertainment world. She says she knows their feelings and can empathize. She will say, stay always kind and respect everyone always. I was like, in the gay community? Impossible. We can't (laughs) do that. Now, of course... While this speech is happening, Mama Meow Meow is hamming it up for the cameras and mocking Mama Appa when she tells her to respect elders like her. What Mama Appa will say is respect people your same age. And that's like, good luck. And do you know what Arizona got out of this conversation? Respect your elders. And thus she will now respect Captivating Cat Cat. Hello. We still don't know her age. We still don't know how she, she's got to be in her 40s, right? At least 40s. <laughs> Whatever. Mama Cherry Pie will try to talk about saying she wants to do say wants to say about the best being happy and laughter, but Arizona's mama Tequila Sunrise will start to rib her and interject. Uh, very Arizona moment. But Tequila Sunrise will only say thank you as she is buzzed. Ninety-three year olds can drink me under the table. <laughs> 
And finally, Carmen has nothing to say, even when Obi tries to convince her to say something. Obi is glad to make her happy as she was reliving her childhood when she was dressing up, and now she's able to show the whole world. Now the queens will leave a message. Ovi says she didn't want to give her too much to do or tire her or even lay her on stockings in case it might hurt her. She wanted to protect her and give her happiness. She says they're all going to get old and she hopes when they reach their age, they're still happy and strong. She loves Carmen, even if she's moody. Beauty never fades and age is just a number. Very sweet message to her partner. Arizona's message to Keela. When she entered the room and they were paired up, she was happy to be paired and happy to hear her story and shares hers. She will say she loves her, but she doesn't get an I love you back. Um, she was very offended. A lot of the queens did not hear their partner say I love you back. Why is that? What do you think? Is that a scary word? I, I don't know. Listen, at least it's not ditto. Or likewise. <laughs> likewise i got likewise once that was i want to fucking push that twink down the stairs should have done it <laughs> all right hannah's message to mama cherry she told her that her mother told her to stop being gay because no one would care for her when she grew old and mama cherry told her to live her life with no regrets because at the end of the day do whatever makes you happy so she thanks her for them and she won't get a love you back from her either uh these older ladies they're not they, they're not here for love Bernie thanks Mama Om for trusting her. She will tell the girls that their partners she gave them didn't let them down. And Bernie tells Ampring to never stop fighting. And Bernie wants to give a gift to Mama Ampring, and that is to have her perform at Obar in a gown she made for her. A dream gown. Do you think she'll get to do that? I would imagine that's doable. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I mean, I'm sure the audience will live for it. Um, I have a dream to go to Obar very badly at Nectar Nightclub. Um, I was, I, I love snooping on uh, social media and seeing like performances and stuff. Cause I always get to see like reshares. Uh, do you know that Miss Precious Paul and Nicole this past weekend at Obar gave you like four full production numbers, including full on Miss Saigon. Wow. See, she's deserved that win. I love her. I love her so much. I love her. Jade will tell Miss Trisha she's so young with human hair. She is happy to be paired, and they pulled it off so calmly, even when she, Miss Shade, was panicking earlier. Miss Trisha will thank her for entertaining her. And finally, Cat Cat will say her goal was to help them out. She was moved by their stories and just wanted to do great, and they all did. Now, the Golden Geese are asked to go so the queens can rehearse their lip sync song. And I gotta know, do you think this was actually their last moment to see them? Like, surely they had, like, an off-camera time to say goodbye, right? maybe not they don't like giving them like um time off camera that's so mean they're they're filming a tv show i don't care there's they're old people all right well with Mm -hmm. queens alone they will joke that they were all so moody time to gossip about the grannies though they will discuss how the comments were all positive so cat cat hopes that they will do an all six person lip sync and see who wins and Ovi just wants to turn that into a group number Listen, we've seen six-person lip syncs. Doesn't end well, but we've seen it happen. Honey Davenport. Oh, no. Uh, rest in peace, Honey's drag race career. Oops. Uh, Arizona will ask who they think will be the top, and Jade will say Bernie and Cat Cat because Cat Cat had the reveals and Bernie for the completeness of the regal look. Ovi says she's not sure, but she thinks it could be Bernie and Cat Cat. Arizona will pick, aside from her, Ovi and Bernie, Bernie thinks it's Ovi and Cat Cat as she likes their energy. Hannah says Ovi because she had a challenge and didn't show it was a challenge. And now she will request 10,000 pesos for saying nice things. And then Arizona is like, I said your name too, so give me 5,000 pesos. And Cat Cat says, well, I think Ovi will be in the top, so give me 10,000 pesos, please. And now um, Ovi is broke. Very, very cute. You could. I, I wish people can just give me money. Do you think I can just Venmo request people and I'll get something? Um, you should probably join a game show. Fine, I'll do that first. Survivor, listen, I will get my audition tape out there. I'm almost done with it. I'm, I know I'm already like a, a month behind, but I'm going to get it out there. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> They'll accept it late, yeah. Oh, they will. They do it. I'm going to look so amazing, and I'm I'm just going to like send my friend Jam Jam, the winner of Survivor 44, a message and be like, can you just tell them to like look at my tape a little more? So we'll see. We'll see what happens. 
Now, when it comes to the bottom, Obi thinks it would be fucked up if there is a bottom two. Bernie says they were all great and it's hard to judge this week. They all deserve. Are you ready for some tears? Yeah. The TV turns on. And it's Jade's mom and dad. And immediately she's gone. It's a very sweet message from her mom, who we just heard her talk about. She's speechless. She says just seeing her brought her happiness. And her dad helped her with her looks, we learned. And then Cat Cat is going to make the emotional moment no longer emotional by saying she would do her dad. Good job, Cat Cat. Now, Ovi says that she hasn't seen a side of Jade. It's not all gibberish. She has a soft side. She is glad that she showed it to the group as she feels like Jade is now in a safe space. Now, the TV is on again, and we're about to get the biggest shock. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It's a video message for Hannah from her parents. Even though she knows that they are reading from a script, it's very emotional based on the story we just heard last week about her parents not knowing she does drag. She misses them so she cried immediately, but hearing that they're there for her and are supportive got her good. But what really will get her is when they say, good luck, Anabeshi, because this was full acknowledgement of her drag. As Cat Cat says, from not accepting you to calling you by your drag name, it was a very touching moment. And that itself is a victory. It was one of the biggest wishes for her to not have to hide from them anymore. Um, this was probably one of the most important and most amazing moments of Drag Race this entire year. Mm-hmm. It was raw emotion. And like, it sucks that Dee Dee did not get to experience it with her so they could possibly have a little bit of closure. But it happened. <laughs> and I like the shock that was on Hannah Beshi's face. She did not expect this. I don't know how production got this to happen. Um, It would be a little shady if they went behind her back to get this video. I have to assume that they were contacted by somebody else. Um, But that's kind of amazing that she got this video. Yeah, for sure. Even through her tears, she promises to the group that she is happy. She wanted to show her parents the world she lives in, and for them to say her name, she says it was fulfilling and is excited to go home now, now that they know Hanabeshi. She is doing this for them. Captain and Katka says she is happy to have met Hanabeshi, Arizona, Ovi, and Jade, and the rest of the cast that she didn't know beforehand. She says when she entered the game, she was thinking, what if she fights, even if she thought she was in the right? To which Bernie was like, you were wrong. You manifested that. But she was happy to get close to them all and is looking forward to the friendships she had made. It was a very emotional runway for everyone. It was, it was very sincere. And Ovi hopes that no one will be in the bottom. Except for their stage manager. They want her to go lip sync. <laughs> Bottoms up. And that's untucked. I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. What is the legacy of this makeover challenge? The legacy... I think it has to do with the old people finding uh, friendships and communities amongst each yeah. other and amongst the young queens and Absolutely. Inter- intergenerational friendships. I think this is really probably the most touching makeover challenge we had in a very, very, very long time. Um, and it's one that I think I want to go back. I will go back to and watch if I ever have time again. It's special when it's... Um, straight guests experiencing the gay world but it's like nice when it's two gay people you know connecting across generations who won the week who won the best episode we give it to bernie right absolutely this was the bernie episode like she's been a narrator she definitely had moments in the show but this is the episode where she was the main focus but then again ovi did have a good episode regardless of winning yeah all right, Drag Race Philippines 2 is bringing a future global all-star to judge as it is time for Panjana Heels. Um, she's just collecting it all. She has been a judge. She has been a contestant. She's been a lip-sync assassin. She's now a guest judge. Just give her a crown for global all-stars. Come on, RuPaul. I'm obsessed with Panjana Heels. Are you a big fan of Panjana? Yes, but don't give her a crown because then she'll never come back on. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. 
Um, <laughs> Pangina, I love you. We are also getting a branding challenge, clearly inspired by season one contestant. Bring a ding, 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 ding. Who do you anticipate will do well in a branding challenge? It's it's finally time for uh, Hana to get a win, right? You would hope so. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Arizona. They've already talked about her brand being drinking and vaping. Um, so I think Arizona could be in the bottom because they're bored of her brand. I think that might happen too. I agree. They're like, we want more depth or something. I will say I am worried about Cat Cat and Bernie because I, I think they're established, but I don't know if they have a brand. So this might be more of a challenge for them. We've been surprised by Cat Cat before. It's true. So. And then OV, who the fuck knows? OV is the mystery of this season. Like sometimes she does great and they don't praise her. Sometimes she does terrible and she's not praised. Why do they not like her? She's good at standing out, whether it's for good or bad. Absolutely. Okay, after seven episodes, the winner of the season is... Let's just give it to Bernie for my my call. Okay, okay, you're going to go Bernie. Um, I still love Arizona, so I'm a little biased here, so I think I'm going to still give it to Arizona, though I think that might not happen. I don't know. she got to get another win in there. That's a fun prediction. I like imagining that happening. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Um, yeah, on Instagram at Annalie Fisher. And I think that's it. Nice. Well, thank you for coming back. It was a pleasure having you. Thanks for having me.